back with another episode of Can You Dig It, a podcast by Silver Screen and Roll and SB Nation Lakers community. You can find all of our work over at silverscreenandroll.com or you can follow us over on social at Lakers SBN. I am Christian Rivas and I'm joined as I am every week by the wonderful and beautiful Grant Goldberg. And this week we are, we welcome a very, very special guest. Uh, you might know him by his Twitter handle at LBA. Uh, but he was just announced as the new one of the new hosts for 2K TV, and I'm of course talking about Chris Manning. Chris, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I am doing great. Grant, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm uh, well rested from the All Star break. I wasn't selected, unfortunately, for the All Star <laughs> team, but that gave me some good vacation time. I'm back to 100 percent and ready to make this playoff push. And I mean, we're hoping everyone's back to 100 uh, percent, you know, sooner rather than later for the Lakers, because the three games back of the eighth seed in the Western Conference is no joke. And the, the two teams that are in front of him don't seem like they're going anywhere. Chris, what are your expectations uh, for, for how these next few weeks or months are going to shake out? Well, I think the first thing is uh, a lot of people that probably don't watch the Lakers night and night out. Um, I think it's going to be important to get Lonzo back, which I'm hearing he should be back pretty soon. So hopefully those reports are true. Uh, it looks like Kyle Kuzma kind of recovered from his hip injury. Uh, you know, when he was injured, he played pretty bad. Um, and so Kuzma is really, really great or really, really bad. And when he's played bad, it's been because, in my opinion, because of the injury. So uh, you know, he's, he rocked it at the all-star game and, uh, you know, dominated everybody on the court. I love seeing him when that MVP kind of has that fire inside him. So he just looked healthy and he started to look healthy more towards the last few games before the break. So health's number one. Um, but one thing I've always kind of looked at and, and never have questioned is LeBron James, right? We have LeBron James. I don't count him out. It's going to be tough, but it's also still pretty close in the West. So my expectations are, I think these guys can rally together. Hopefully the, the distractions around the trade rumors and Anthony Davis and all that will kind of come full circle. And, uh, you know, hopefully this, this group kind of wants to be here and wants to play for each other. Uh, I, I see the chemistry despite, you know, all those distractions. So my expectations, my hopes are that they definitely will make the playoffs and, and make a really strong push here. That being said, they have the second toughest schedule to close the season, so it's right. not going to be easy. It's kind of going to be a really stressful time for Lakers fans right now. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen people liken it to the the playoff push uh, during the the Dwight Mayer era with Steve Nash and all of that, how it just came down to the wire the last few games, um, and that's how I'm hoping it shakes out. I mean, because it could get ugly really fast. Like, we could know the Lakers – playoffs hopes by as soon as next month whether they're in or out which is uh, again really stressful but I think what you know what you alluded to about the team coming back and and playing together as a unit is really going to be the key to them making the playoffs uh do do they still want to play for LeBron James do they still want to play for Luke Walton um and those are questions that we thought were answered 
in the in the two games before they they went on the break uh, and those games against Atlanta and Philly where they just didn't look like they wanted to be there. But I think the All Star break was good for them. Uh, I'm I'm hoping LeBron's nice and rested because they're going to need everything they can get out of him, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it it should be a good one. The the key obviously is getting healthy. And like you said, Lonzo is a big part of that. But I'm really interested to see uh, how Josh Hart bounces back as well because we saw how well he played next to LeBron James at the beginning of the season uh, to the point where fans were even calling for him to start over Contavious Caldwell-Pope. So um, yep. how do you see Josh Hart entering back into the mix affecting this team? Well, I'm glad that he got the treatment that he needed. I believe it was on the knee. So, you know, knowing what his injury was, knowing that he's now had some rest and got the treatment, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be really important because they need that depth, you know, especially with Lonzo out. Uh, Hart's a guy that can handle the ball, uh, can shoot, can defend. I really like his game. Uh, He did kind of drop off a little bit from a statistical standpoint, um, you know, and I think that has to do with maybe the injury, uh, you know, the, the rotation's getting smaller. My, my biggest thing with like the Lakers has always been their rotations, right? Even when they were healthy, I, I kind of found that's probably in my opinion, Luke's biggest weakness as a coach. I think he's very underrated as a coach, but I, I do not sometimes agree with his rotations. And I think a right. lot of Lakers fans kind of echo that sentiment. So I'd like to see Hart come off the bench and provide some, firepower off the bench uh, on both ends really and, and hopefully his you know again story of the Lakers season hopefully they're healthy right hopefully they're healthy so you know I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do and, and like I mentioned Lonzo and I think those two in particular are going to be really important for the Lakers during this stretch as we mentioned earlier in the show you were just uh, named one of the co-hosts of 2k TV along with Alexis Morgan uh, who people might know from her time with the Memphis uh, Memphis Grizzlies, and she'll still be doing that, but she'll also be doing work with you, you on 2K TV. Grant, I know you had a very pressing question for him that you'd like to ask. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you do that now. Yeah, Chris, this is a a really important question. I don't think this yeah. should be taken lightly by uh, anybody. You know, you, any of the listeners. Now. I think I speak for us all when I ask, is there tampering in NBA 2K? <laughs> is there? Uh, I will neither confirm nor deny you know, tampering <laughs> in NBA 2K, but I welcome every Laker fan to, to in their own universe via my GM, go ahead and just load up the Lakers with all the stars. <laughs> go ahead. Do it. This is, your, this is you being the GM. You make the shots. You make the calls. Go ahead. Go for it. Now, I guess a follow-up question would be, uh, I, mean, I, I know it's tough to, to pull off a superstar trade in any game. Are the Pelicans mm-hmm. going to return my calls as a virtual GM? That's my next question. <laughs> you know, that, that's one that, uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I hope they do. I hope it you know, doesn't play out like it did in real life, at least. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, the whole situation is, uh, is pretty surreal, but uh, I think uh, you should definitely try to give their, uh, their team a call and get Anthony Davis with LeBron. That might be a little more, a little more fun, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I think this is a good segue. Now, do you think the team is better off, you know, running things out with the core and then making the trade or, or at least attempting the trade in the summer? Or do you think they entirely missed the boat on getting Anthony Davis to the Lakers? I think the Lakers, based on reports, not inside knowledge or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Lakers obviously 
as with any team, are within their rights to go after a top three player. I consider Anthony Davis a top three player. He might be the best two-way player in the NBA right now. Um, you know, so I, I looked at it as you have to go and kind of see what you can offer and see if you can get into that space. If they were willing to trade Anthony Davis or not, go check, go see. I think um, the reports of it getting so public and I think the way that the Pelicans handled it was, was interesting to say the least. Um, you know, they made a lot of like posts on social media that was kind of taunting Lakers fans. And I think fans around the NBA, just seeing what they do with, uh, you know, Anthony Davis. And now it's, it's kind of a, an interesting show over there in new Orleans, unfortunately for the fans. So, uh, you know, I think any team would be willing to pick up the phone and say, Hey, we'd like to, you know, look into Anthony Davis. We'd like to see if we can acquire him somehow, some way. I just think the media around it was, was something I've never seen before. Uh, certainly I've never seen before. So I think that was the interesting part uh, about this whole thing going down uh, was, was the way that the media reports came out. But you have to look into Anthony Davis because, like I said, he's a top three player. He's somebody that can change the franchise. And, oh, by the way, he's only, what, 24, 25? So he is your building block for the future. Right. And I, I think the, the how heavily it was covered had an effect on the locker room. I mean, everybody – Grant and I yeah. talked about this on the last show. Everybody but JaVale McGee was named in those trade packages. Like, And that sounds yeah. like – like hyperbole, obviously JaVale McGee and LeBron James, because you're not going to trade LeBron James for Anthony Davis. You're, you're trading for Anthony Davis to pair him with LeBron James. Um, the effect that had in the locker room was pretty evident uh, immediately after the all-star break uh, with that loss to Indiana. Uh, in I, I understand there's a human aspect to the game, uh, but in your opinion, um, is it, the the responsibility of the younger guys that maybe haven't been involved in trade rumors like that uh, to come back, uh, respond, and just do their jobs? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what the NBA is, right? Like, unfortunately, we're living in a, a time where the players have a lot of control, and, and a big reason for that is LeBron, right, with what happened with Miami and how heavily scrutinized he was for, for teaming up with other All-Stars. Uh, you look at the the power of the league, the, the power of balance and uh, or the balance of power rather. And it's, it's, you know, in golden state's hands with what Kevin Durant did two years ago. So it's, it's interesting that it's almost like, you know, players are at a spot for seven years. Look at it like the Anthony Davis thing. And then they want out, you know, they, they want to go win somewhere else. And, and what is the fine line between loyalty and trying to do what's best for yourself. And that's where it's very interesting to see the kind of reactions. But to answer your question, I think you have to sit down and like explain one little point to the young players. At least if it was, you know, me, I would sit them in a room and say, we were going to try to trade for a top three player that shows your value as a player, as a young player. And we didn't get the deal done. So we're moving forward. But the question is, like you said, how are you supposed to respond to that? I think when the human element comes into play, you know, those guys definitely looked a little shaken during that time period. And I think they've, I think that Boston Celtics game where they wanted the buzzer with Rondo, that said a lot about the heart and soul of the team. Right. You know, that was right after the deadline. I thought that was a, 
a big win. And I know people were saying this won't turn around their season, this and that, but that kind of said a lot about the team not giving up and not just putting their heads between their tails, you know, the tail between the legs and, and putting their heads down and, you know, wanting to just kind of give up and we don't want to play for each other. I thought they played well in Philadelphia and obviously that fourth quarter got away from them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate they've lost some of these really close games to some of the lesser teams in the league. And, but, you know, they, they just got to now focus in. And I think LeBron's a leader, you know, LeBron James is a leader and I think he's going to get these guys in the right mindset. The, so you're saying so, you you wouldn't sit them down in a room and hug them all like uh, a certain <laughs> somebody said one time. No, but uh, you know I, I I tend to agree. I, I think uh, the business side has never been more evident for these young players. And you know mm-hmm. while they're learning to go through these trade rumors, they're going to learn how to play after that. And you know at the end of the day, you know we you know grow attached to these players and they grow attached to the team, but. You know they're professionals too. They they know how to do their job, and I think ultimately they'll shake it off. And I, I'd be surprised. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if we see them playing a lot better soon, uh, especially this Thursday against the the Rockets. Yeah, yeah and, and, and one other thing. Sorry to interject, but one other thing. There's certain players that respond by you know being sad about it and and not wanting to fight. And then there's players like Kyle Kuzma, who his name was in the you know reportedly his name was in trades, right? He comes mm-hmm. out and wants that MVP at All-Star. He came out and he was ready to basically be cutthroat, Kobe-esque bomba mentality. <laughs> I'm going to go for this and I'm going to win this. And that told me a lot about Kyle Kuzma. And if trade talks come up again, I sure hope the Lakers say, this dude's untouchable. This dude yeah. is our dude. You had your chance. Nah, we're not trading him for nobody. And, and and I wouldn't because he, he he is something special. I think people, the, the Lakers have all these young pieces, and of course you want to try to acquire players. But there's a difference between acquiring a top three player and acquiring a player. And I think if they understand that, which the you know the the Lakers players are smart, they're young but they're very intelligent. I think they'll understand to get past that mental block of we were all in the trade block. I don't think it was as dramatic as the media made it out to be. Personally, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, with. That that's going to be something that that um pl- that plays out in the summer. I think. I think the reports coming out after the trade deadline were that the Lakers are going to shift their attention uh, to free agency and getting getting a big name player that way. But when you look at the free agent market and the players that um the big name players at least that are going to be free agents, it I think if you, if you look closely at the market, the Lakers aren't front runners. For any of those teams, at least uh, from from mm-hmm. what we know, uh, you know, we've we've heard mumblings of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant going to the Knicks. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard, if he leaves Toronto, the Clippers are rumored to be favorites. Um, yep. it, it just there's things like that. It, it doesn't seem like the Lakers are going to get that guy in free agency. And I think if they strike out again. Uh, they either turn their attention to to Anthony Davis or another, um, you know, player. I don't want to say player of his caliber because there are so few. Uh, right. But Grant, I'll open this question up to you as well. If there's one player that you can see realistically becoming available who doesn't have a unibrow and the last name Davis, uh, who who would you say the Lakers w- could feasibly give up one or two of their young guys for? Uh, it may cost them 
maybe a little bit more than one of the two, one of two young guys or one or two. And I know this contradicts everything he just said in the media, but I think Damian Lillard is that guy. I mean, <laughs> there's been a little bit of smoke uh, to the. This is not sourced at all. This is you know just of what was reported you know in in other times surrounding the Lakers. Besides, right now, um, yeah, I, I think you know he's the type of player that you trade you know a few of the young guys for. I mean, he's as cold as they come. Uh, defense has gotten a lot better since you know the start of his career. Uh, he's a bona fide leader. He's a guy that you want taking the shot in the in the closing moments of a game, and uh, he's an explosive athlete as well. I, I think you know he's probably a little bit underrated, you know, around the league, you know, compared to other players. And so I, I think Damian Lillard is definitely a guy that you would want on your team, and I myself would give up uh, a couple of the young guys for. I think that's a that's a really good answer, and I think that's one that's uh, not looked at enough. The question is, is like, at what point is Portland, as you know, from a management standpoint, going to make a decision on him or CJ, or do they just ride this out? Because you're kind of, he's kind of in that middle ground where they're in their prime, but they're not really progressing in the playoffs, which is unfortunate. Because I mean, like, I love watching the Portland Trailblazers play. James, one of my favorite players. Right. Um, and they keep running in, they keep running into the Warriors. And it's like, uh, from a financial standpoint, they're kind of strapped to make trades. So do you, do you trade a CJ or do you trade a Damian Lillard and try to improve the team, get something back? You know, it's, it's very interesting to see what Portland's going to do. Uh, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's almost like more of a patient like angle. I, I think people forget Brandon Ingram's only 21. I think Lonzo defensively right before he got hurt, he was playing, incredible defense and he's really held a lot of the point guards some of the best point guards in the league to really terrible shooting nights um mm-hmm. you saw how you saw how ingram went up against uh Kyrie irving and Kyrie was just raving about his defense so that was one of the toughest defenders that's ever defended me i think he held him to like a career low shooting percentage yeah. in that boston game recently so i, I you know it's it's supplementing what you need and i think a lot of people assume that lebron's here and uh, you know, you have to rebuild around him right away. And I understand that aspect, but at the same time, you know, you have him for three more years after this season. So regardless of what happens this season, you make the playoffs, you don't, how are you improving the team around what you have? And so I'd like to see them kind of go after obviously some shooters. I think like for me, it would be trying to throw as much money at clay Thompson as possible. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think that's the guy that I don't think, he will leave Golden State, but you got to go try for him. He would be like a perfect fit for this whole entire team. You know, Ugh. stretching the floor, yeah. being able to play defense, uh, he would change a lot. Kawhi's another one where, I, you know, I don't really think anybody really knows what Kawhi wants to do. I know the Clippers <laughs> are a front runner. Clippers, and obviously I don't count out Jerry West. He's been incredible with the stuff that he's doing from a basketball standpoint and also right. clearing cap space. He, he made the Clippers a dangerous contender to get some of these free agents, obviously. Mm. So, you know, my, my player is still clay, even though the reports are, you know, he's, he's going to get thrown the max in Golden state and probably stay. But yeah. uh, I think clay Thompson's the guy that the Lakers should try to go, you know, full on uh, internal tampering with his dad. Oh, I, that. <laughs> I meant full on attention to with uh, Mr. Thompson. So, you know, that would be a great pickup. 
Well, I mean, I hope LeBron did a little tampering himself over All-Star Weekend that uh, now that Clay was on Team LeBron. Um, uh, no lie, I I do have Damian Lillard on my my, my GM. He's, I traded Ingram, Lonzo, and Mo Wagner for, for Damian Lillard in the offseason. Uh, him, and, him and Bron are doing work right now. Uh, while we're on the subject, Chris, what can you mm-hmm. tell us about um, – your new your new role with 2k and and what we should expect going forward because i know rachel held it down uh at 2k yeah. for all these years uh she did a great job but if i'm not mistaken she's with overtime now so uh congratulations yeah. to her on her new chapter uh but as 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 far as your vision for 2k and what you're hoping to bring to that role uh what what can you tell us about that yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, Rachel did a great job and I, you know, I got to work with her a handful of times and super happy for her at overtime and just everything she was able to accomplish. I don't think people understand how much work goes into to something like a weekly episodic TV show, mm-hmm. especially run, you know, run by a development company, uh, Visual Concepts, who creates this monster of a game. So my background, for those that don't know, I spent seven years as the community manager on the NBA 2K series. So I, I have a lot of time on the marketing side and, and really learning to work with all the different various massive teams that, that go into the product. So for me now coming back, um, the really big focal point for myself and the development side was community, right? And I think a uh, uh, I'm very humbled by the fact that there was a huge reaction to me announcing my comeback from the community standpoint. Uh, as you guys know, whether it's, building Laker communities, doing Laker videos, you know, building blogs and websites and all this stuff. It's always been for me about my love for basketball and, and building communities and everything I've done in life. So for me, the big focal point, I think the big change you're going to see, and not so much a change, but the big improved thing that I think people want to see is more conversations with the developers, more focus on community. What are they going to change? What are they going to update? Are they listening to us? That Those kind of questions I'm hoping will be answered with this this new direction that we're going to improve that kind of uh, conduit between development and community. So that's something I'm super excited about. Uh, that's the major focus that I can say for now. And then also, you know, bringing somebody like Alexis Morgan on board, who's just done incredible work. I used to watch her when she was with Slam. She's mm-hmm. now a digital content reporter for the Memphis Grizzlies, and will continue to do that. Um, and now she's, you know, my co-host. So between the two of us and We've been kind of building chemistry, you know, together. We got to shoot a bunch of content uh, at All-Star Weekend. Uh, It's just been a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm just super grateful for the team I get to work with. Between the editors, you know, the cameramen, uh, people that do the small things like adding audio to each episode and getting this thing pumped out on a weekly basis. Like we we got back from All-Star and got the footage to them. They were cranking it out till like one in the morning last night. So it's it's just I'm I'm incredibly grateful to kind of join uh you know a cast of people that are just so talented and passionate about what they do and it kind of just they you kind of kind of slide into a really great position for my career and I'm I'm just very grateful for that. Yeah and and I I know I speak for Grant and I when I say that we're we're really excited um you know to see what you do with, with what you and Alexis do with it and um uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I don't know how much Grant plays 2K, but I am I am playing 2K constantly. And uh, yeah, I mean, 
I, I always try to maintain supremacy, at least over my brothers and you know, all my <laughs> friends that I play with. So, oh, we all I play do, a decent right? amount. All do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with me, my, my little brother stopped playing with me, so I play more online these days. And uh, people people uh, like to tra- talk trash on on two K, like like you're playing oh, pickup. Yeah. But I think that's uh, that's part of the fun, uh, guys. Last it's, question. It's definitely part of the fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, last question I have. For both of you guys, it's it's a quick one. It's a quick hitter. Uh, just gut instinct, no logic behind it. Are the Lakers making the playoffs? Grant, I'll start with you. Yes, and I'm not looking back. I'm not going to change my answer. Yes, <laughs> Chris, I will say uh, yes, James. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Don't count against this man. Um, and one last question, and it's something I've been battling back and forth with as well of the two players, the Lakers picked up at the trade deadline. Who do you expect to have the biggest impact going forward? Chris, I'll let you go first. Uh, Bullock Bullock for sure. I think uh, what he can do on the perimeter, he's a really nice uh, perimeter player. He can move off the ball well and he can shoot the three. Uh, and I also like the way he defends. So I think he'll, he will fit in and plug in, I think with any kind of rotation. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with Reggie Bullock. Yeah, I'll have to echo what Chris said. I, I think we saw a, a perfect example of how he can fit with LeBron during the the Hawks game. It sound it, it looked kind of like everyone was in autopilot mode, but you know Bullock was yeah. finding the open spaces in the floor, and LeBron was getting the ball to him, and you know he was you know hitting those threes. I think that's ideally you know what you get out of Reggie Bullock. Um, I mean, if I had to describe him as a player, uh, I'd, I'd say a longer, more consistent KCP uh, without with maybe with less transition emphasis. So, yeah, I, I, I fully expect Bullock to have more of an impact. I, I think uh, Wagner should really get the minutes over Muscala. I think I can speak for all of us, or at least you and I, Christian, when I say that was a little bit of a head scratcher of a move. Yeah. Uh, didn't really get what the Lakers were doing right there. But, um, I mean, in theory, he could shoot the ball. So, you know, hopefully he'll be able to turn that on during this Lakers playoff push. It definitely kind of smelled like a desperation move, which is kind of unorthodox for this front office uh, because of because of how well they've operated at the trade deadline in the past. Uh, but, you know, I guess it's it's too soon to say he's been injured. Uh, I miss Zubats right. every day. I think <laughs> I Me think too, the Clippers- man. Me too. <laughs> I think the Clippers got a real good player in him, and uh, that's that's going to be one that hurts for a little bit. But uh, I look forward to the rest of the season, and I, and I look forward to watching it unfold with all of you guys. Uh, Grant, thank you for joining me as always, and Chris, thank you for joining us. Um, no, it, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun, and we'll we'll be rooting for you from behind the scenes of uh, our screens and our controllers at on uh, on two K. I appreciate that, and just so just all of Laker Nation knows, unfortunately have to be neutral with what I wear when I'm doing 2K TV stuff. But I will try to slide ah. purple purple and gold wardrobe in there. So you know I'm gonna I'm gonna try slide push that a little bit. But you know, it's uh no, it's 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 been great and um I'm really excited to kind of be back in a new role that's uh kind of uncharted, you know, territory for me and uh but one thing's for sure for sure it's always built off my Laker passion and, and passion and you know I'm really excited to kind of be back with all the fans, you know. It's great. So thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we'll see you all next week.